When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Two men collide, rival nations. It's a primitive clash, venting years of frustration. Guess what I'm trying to say is that if they can change, then you can change, and we can all change. It's time for Flats and Shanks. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of our weekly podcast. I'm David Flatman. Tom Shanklin. All right, fella. Hi, Dave. Uh, we've got a special guest. Yeah. We? Go on, then. Um, oh, God, I should have done an intro, really. Shanks always does intros for the Welsh ones. He, Bath boy, born and bred, went to Gloucester for whatever reason, then went to Leicester for another reason, and then came back to Bath, where it all began, for another reason. And he's also played rugby for England, and he's called Freddie Burns. Make me sound like a journeyman, mate. Yeah, probably true. But, what yeah. I will do is I'll add some clapping and cheering in there. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, a lot of clapping, a lot of cheering. Yeah. What was the reason, oh, Dave? Oh, well, it's all money and steroids these days, isn't it? Exactly. Um, uh, we're in my house, so we're not in my car this week, so the sound quality probably won't be as good because it turns out the car, the uh, 2017 uh, Range Rover Sport, is the best sound studio in the world. Is it the facelift one? Um, no, it's not. Oh, unlucky, mate. No, it's not. Unlucky. Uh, tough times, isn't it? Um, so we're at my house, um, and we've had the Christmas carols, haven't we, Freddie? We've just had a... Uh, corn burger for lunch. Yeah, no, I love the Christmas carols, mate. Big Christmas nice, fan. So, so. You should have heard what he's playing before. It was something to do with a woman's privates. No, it was, oh, was, it, was it? it was the weekend. It was his kid's favourite, apparently. Oh, yeah. Spotify, so I was like, oh, play that. And it's like, sitting here with Shanks, it actually got a bit awkward. He got a bit R&B in there. A bit R. Kelly, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, real I'm a fan of that, but as soon as, it's, as soon as Halloween's done, mate, Christmas on. Yeah, that's Literally, it. You yeah, love I'm, it. I'm, I am one of those. You I know it's Christmas when Buble comes on as well. Yeah, but I'm one of those, mate. I've Smash Christmas. I heard yeah, an amazing song. Um, you know the Pogues, the song yeah, the Pogues yeah. do. Ed Sheeran covered it with um, a girl. Yes. I don't know her name. It was amazing. It went viral, didn't it? On is it good, is it? Yeah, it was good. It was on radio. I'm sure it was on Radio 1. Because I heard that Ed Sheeran song that he did with Beyonce. You know, he did that song and Beyonce's come on and duetted it with him. Is it perfect? Shocking. Was it? Oh, like his version's oh. good and then she comes in. Yeah. yeah. Oh, honestly. Butch is it? Butch, El Butcheroo. The only person I like to duet with Ed Sheeran is Stormzy. Yeah. Because I love true. grime. I was. I was. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Sheeran at Glastonbury. Actually, disappointing. Who? Who was? Ed Sheeran at Glastonbury. I was. He? Yeah. Did you? I love him, but he was. He I love him. But then he he was on. The, I watched it on the telly. He was on the night after Foo Fighters. Yeah, exactly. 
Epic is an overused word, so I won't use it. Their set was unbelievable, and it just kept going and going and going. I kept, I kept watching it, thinking, they, haven't they already done this song? But either way, it didn't matter because it was like seven hours long or something. I saw Mickey Flanagan last Friday. Where was he? Um, in the motor point. I was so excited on the Thursday. Oh right, I, I stayed in the in. street. Hey, oh no, they ruined it now. Oh shit, sorry. <laughs> hey, start again. You saw. I cut it. Um, I saw Mickey Flanagan on uh, on Friday. Oh yeah, what yeah. was it like? Were it funny? <laughs> it was good. I was so excited on Thursday. I stayed in in. Get it? Because um, he likes it. He goes out. Freddie, out. It, Freddie, it's Wednesday now. Anyway, and um, I didn't even see him. Just made it up. Okay, it's Wednesday lunchtime, um, and we usually do our pods Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday if we have to. So we we put it back a day because you were yesterday afternoon and evening with your locally at least famous mum who's a bit of a legend and you took her to a show. Where did you take her? Yeah, I took her to... Well, I love... I, I literally used my mum as an excuse for me to go and watch something that I wanted to watch yeah. and justify it. So um, I took her to Bristol yesterday, Colston, and we watched Love Actually with a, a live orchestra, which I got ridiculed with yesterday when I told the boys. So, oh, what, you did, yeah. so it's the, it's you see the cinematic version of Love Actually, but they have a, an orchestra to play the music. Yeah, so you've got... Like big screen at the back, yeah. Orchestra in front, and then they literally play the film, yeah. And every time the soundtrack goes on, they just they just playing it. But honestly, oh, right. honestly, incredible. I've seen it a few times. They do it with um, there's one with Star Wars. I saw. Oh, in, cool. I think Ryan Walkinshaw. I, I saw that was cool. Yeah. Um, what was the other one? E. T. They did E. T. at the Royal Albert yeah. Hall with it. It's just so different. Uh, yeah. What I loved was it, what was Van Halen jump like with a live orchestra? Yeah, it was right. I was too busy just laughing at uh, Hugh Rand's dancing. But, Shanks, um, what are you doing on your phone? <laughs> He's, he's looking up. He's looking researching. up. Researching. <laughs> no. <laughs> soundtrack for something. No, no love it's, it's a great film. He's looking great up the soundtrack. In fairness, not, he on, knows. In fairness no. sometimes they like, so like the, like the pop songs, they'll just let play and then, but say the drummer will do. Yeah. So, you know, they don't, there's not like someone singing the songs there. I was, um, yeah. you mentioned his mum. There's a lot of um, questions on Twitter about his mum. I wasn't quite sure as to why, but she's obviously, she's like a, an internet Sensation. Yeah. Check out, check out Freddie's Insta. I mean, she's a yeah. Genius. And I was also on my phone. Just I'm nearly completed Tinder, so just <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of course you have, um, Freddie. Before we get started on talking about stuff, um, what do you say to the accusations made on this pod by me and him, uh, or me mainly, that um, as soon as our mutual friend Ed Jackson broke his neck in a tragic accident, uh, yes, that's you right. went to his hospital bed and stole the keys to his car and used it for six months to save money on your own. No, mate, you pretty much hit the nail on the head there. That was exactly it. Yeah. I, I sniffed an opportunity. What's he going to do about it, it anyway? Well, yeah, exactly. I mean? Yeah. Um, actually, one of the best things that I ever heard was the first time I went and seen Jacko in hospital mm. um, with my older brother, Jack. I'm not sure how this is going to go down, but we said, uh, we said, all right, all right Jacko, how are you doing? He went, yeah, I'm right. He goes, I'm not suicidal. To which my brother went, that's right, mate, couldn't kill yourself if you wanted to. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> you know, that kind of, <laughs> that sort of was one of the worst things. a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it, these things that that I reckon there'll be no one that objects to you saying that. They'll reckon there will be anyone, but it's it's almost like fine. We we know people in this position because we've played rugby and we know people like Hambo and Jacko and yeah. Henry Frozen, and those guys. You've had these accidents. Owen, and, Owen, and Owen yeah, and Owen Lewis. So we know these people, and the the simple answer is: Do they want to be treated completely differently now they've hurt themselves? The answer is no. Do they want to be have the piss taken out them like they did before? Yes, every time. I'll tell you one instance. Um, there's a player called Jamie Robinson, okay? He was a centre. Um, Nick's play- brother. Yeah. 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 Um, and he had a quite serious back operation. So we went in to see him, but we thought we'd dress in all his clothes. 
because he didn't have many clothes and he'd always wear the same thing. So four of us dressed in all his clothes, um, went to go see him, left like a lot of gay times and stuff around the, the room because... He, Inappropriate. Yeah. He, he was in bed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he could move. As well as Razzle. You know, yeah, we, we mixed yeah, it up a bit. 50 plus. Yeah. You're not so, animals. No, it's just something for everyone. Fishermen's wives. Um, <laughs> and he did not see the funny side of it at all. You remember, um, do you remember, do you remember um, a scrum half who played for Bath called Martin Wood? Yeah. Right, played for Wasp mainly and then a few years at Bath. Great, uh, one of my, you know, one of my best mates. And <clears throat> used to be, looks like Eamon Holmes crossed with Maradona. Awful looking guy. And um, he was on the trampoline one day. We might have told this story. but It's a long story, but long story short, we're at the uni and the, like, the under... 16s GB gymnastics team whatever doing their they're doing their trampoline stuff or trampolining team and he's like yeah I'll watch this lads have a bit of this and he's like oh, excuse me ladies I'll have a bounce they're like you can't go on here excuse me love I'm a North Yorkshire under 14 gymnastics champion thank you very much and they're like right well do what you want and we're like do a somersault do a somersault did a somersault landed on his head thought god that hurt jumped off the walked off the thing he's like god that fucking hurt that did anyway we went down the club and he comes down the club down to Lambridge where we used to train and he's like he's white he's green or white or yellow or something he looks terrible and they're like mate you've hurt your neck he's walking he's driven down he's walking around goes to hospital x-ray completely clear he's on the cross trainer that afternoon and he's like i'll have a couple of days off training but i'll be fit for the weekend so all week he's in a neck brace which we think is fucking hilarious so everywhere he walks woody woody he's having to turn around everywhere but then everyone's chinning him so you chin him not hard but you just tap his jaw tap wherever you are punch him in the back of the head little chins here and there little just jobbing him all day for days and then he walks into the kitchen at the club, the cafe at the club, and Dave Barnes, who always takes this sort of stuff too far, he's like, Woody, you twat, and smacks him. Right, He's got a neck brace on, punches him right in the jaw, like a proper shot. It would have been a 60, 50, 60% shot. And Woody, the tough, he, he goes down, like he takes a knee, and we're like, well, and he's like, no, I'm not right, I'm not right. <clears throat> Take him to hospital. He's got a double dislocation of his neck, should be dead, right? He's had it, for, but he had strong neck from rugby, kept the things in place. So Barnsley, we tell Barnsley he's broken his neck. He doesn't care. <clears throat> But Woody has this operation, and I maintain, like him coming out of hospital, him coming out of the operation and back into the ward, I was waiting there with Paul Sampson and Woody's family, was the funniest day of my rugby career. It was absolute genius. They left us to feed him. Huh. So we stole, we stole, we had all of his food, didn't give him anything. We took all his DVDs out of the boxes, left him with nothing. He had Toblerones, he had grapes, he had Lucozades. We literally went to the cafe and got some carrier bags, brought back and literally loaded our bags with all of his stuff and took it. And then sent him and his family pictures of us eating it at home. <laughs> so, you know, you look at it like that. We then, he couldn't drive for a long time, so we we gave his car to the community department, and they. But it's a nice story because he survived. No, we lost him three years ago. Oh, did anyway. you? <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, when, you, when you first started, I thought you were talking about John Bentley with your accent then. <laughs> yeah, no, I was. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, right, Freddie, you were eighteen. You were um, a hot young player on the local circuit playing for Oldfield I'd imagine and yeah and, Oldfield uh, and Avon yeah and Be- Avon Beach and Cliff School Beach and Cliff, always yeah. a 10 yeah always a 10 like obviously when I was really young I played on the wing a little bit but then realised I had no gas <laughs> <laughs> so I literally moved in and didn't like not touching the ball um, so yeah always a 10 yeah so you I remember Steve Meehan who was head coach of Bath at the time we had a player appearance up at your school and he said now this kid here plays fire it was like students against teachers that are students against staff or something yeah he said watch this kid he's really special and a couple of us were up there and we were like yeah he's really good and he looks like Colonel Gaddafi but he's really good <laughs> and um, he's one of a local fighting clan called the Burnses apparently so okay um, so 
we all assumed you were going to sign for Bath and the version you didn't you signed for Gloucester and the the version I've always heard and been told and whatever and told people sorry is that you go to meet Bath about potentially signing a first team contract as an 18 year old and you've got the old academy manager who you know God rest him I think he's still alive had no power anyway really to dish out first team contracts no one else really turned up then you go to Gloucester and you got Dean Ryan Redpath whatever and they've actually put some time into it and they actually want you to go there so you think well if Bath aren't going to show any interest why would I want to sign there is that how it went yeah no it's pretty much exactly it obviously I played in that um, like England 18s and had a little bit of exposure to like all the clubs and I had um, I didn't have an agent so I had Northampton and Gloucester both contact me with interest of, of, of me signing um, so me and my old man drove up to both um, took a day off school went up drove yeah. up spent spent about two hours with Jim Mallander at Northampton yeah um, and then drove down to Gloucester and spent another sort of two hours with Dean Ryan and the main thing for both of them is they both set out a real clear like progression path for me so Dean Ryan turned around and, and said about I'd train with the first team um, I'd go on loan to Cinderford which already was l- leagues above where I was playing before with, with yeah, Oldfield yeah. Old Boys um, which was my dad's second team as well yeah um, so I just saw that as like a, a good progression and you know people say money and all that stuff and Dean turned around to me and said look I'm not going to discuss finances with you you literally just go away decide if you want to play for Gloucester if that's what you want to do come back and I'll, uh, I'll um, put an offer on the table so yeah, money money can't really be a factor when you're that young. No. Because you want to develop yourself. And then yeah. when you develop yourself, then you can obviously charge the coin. Who who was who was ten when you went there then? Who was uh, Lammy was at ten. Yeah. Obviously oh, yeah. like a young t- and this was another factor as well, obviously. Pat Lamb, yeah. Yeah, Pat Lamb, yeah. 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 Um, Jack. <laughs> the uh another factor was obviously Bath had Butch James at ten then. Yeah. Always a team that were gonna for me look like they were gonna have um you know, go and spend big money to get a big name yeah. ten in. Whereas I looked at Gloucester and at that time they had Ryan Lamb playing, Jack Adams in the centre and Allen playing, like young lads. And I thought this is a team that actually put put kids in to play. And, uh, you know, that was, a, that was a big fact. But I met with, you know, I, I remember I met with uh, good old Pezza, Matt Perry. Yeah. Um, met him at the Marlborough Tavern. Had a little sit down chat with him. Obviously he was um, asking me to stay. I met with Steve Borthwick. Um, yeah. Obviously I met with Barks as well because Barks was making the same movie, he was going up to Gloucester. Yeah, yeah. Um, And at the time, I just saw the, the Bath was, there's a little bit of, I don't know, when when, when someone like Steve Borthwick leaves, when, when Barks yeah. leaves these big players, um, it felt like there was a bit of a, an issue around the club um, with players like leaving. So I just thought there's opportunity for me to go out there and, and play. And yeah. in the end, obviously, by the time I was 23, I think I had 130 games for Gloucester. Oh, and wow. I'd been yeah. capped by England. Wow. So I was like... I, you know, it's a move that I can never, never regret. Really, yeah, and I love my out. time playing for Gloucester. Like when mate. Shanklin and Flatman left Saracens. Oh yeah, been something's going on there. Since, <laughs> uh, who, who would be? Who do you reckon would be the best player you played with at Gloucester, or the best and probably the most underrated? If you could get underrated players, hands, I know it's quite an obvious answer, but hands down, James Simpson, Daniel was. Yeah. Everyone yeah. says that. Like, Everyone says that. Yeah. Just incredible, and I think for me as well. So I rocked up. Um, I ju- I'm born in May, so I just turned 18. Rocked up to Gloucester, first pre-season. I'm in the gym. My gym partners are Sinbad and Tom Voice. Yeah. Nightmare, um, Sinbad in the gym. Yeah, beast. Yeah, it's just a freak. Voicey was the opposite way. Just, you know, did as little as possible, but yeah. was an unbelievable player. Um, and for me, I've gone from City of Bath College and training at the Union. And obviously, I, I knew Flats and a few of the boys for being around and had a good few drinks with them and stuff. But yeah. to being in the gym and being on the field with... 
Mike Tyndall, Ian Bolshaw, you know, Sinbad. Um, not long after, well, I, I just those boys. I just sort of played with these boys and was training with them day in, day out, rather than yeah, rather than going up Oldfield on a Tuesday night yeah, and training with my old man and his mates. So, like, <laughs> yeah. in, in literally the space of three months, I went from that to uh, training in this environment where, and that was year as well, Gloucester got, uh, they, they lost the, the semi-final the year before to yeah. Leicester, the old, um, do you remember the box kick? The, was it Lammy's box kick? And it, hit the, it? it and he sliced it and it like hit the post and Goody then nailed a drop goal down the other end. Oh, I can't remember that. Was it a bit like Chris Ashton's wiper yeah, kick? Yeah, no, a little bit. Yeah, no, <laughs> literally it, it, was, it was pretty much like that. But um, that. yeah, so Gloucester were like a top team then. Like they were, they were flying um, and I went and it went to shit. Yeah, no, we've all done that, mate. Um, Cardiff right before Shanko went there. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, no, like, like I said, I, it was just you such a regret cool. that. Oh, not, not at all, yeah. mate. And honestly, and obviously, I'm sure we'll get onto it a bit later, but like leaving Gloucester as well was a massive decision because at the end of the day, they were the club that... How long were you there? Uh, five, five years in the end, I think it was. Okay, yeah. yeah. It's a big chunk. A big chunk, mate. And obviously, that first year I went, I trained I trained in the, in the, um, in the days with the first team at Gloucester and then Tuesday, Thursday nights would be with Cinderford where yeah. that Cinderford squad had um, Andy Deacon, Rob Fiddler. Oh, genius. Um, Mark Cornwall. So it was like, you know, you had some, genius. You had some, that back row of the bus, the back row of the bus with those three coming back from Blade and Tyndale, Red Roof. Yeah. Absolute. Co- the best thing ever was uh, Andy Deacon had a Rolex and I don't know whether he got given it or what, but he'd warm up in his Rolex. It was like his superstition. <laughs> so we'd be down in like, Red Roof or somewhere and it would be like wharfed out. It would be absolutely pissing down with rain, muddy, and there'd be Deeks doing scrum sales with a blooming Rolex on. <laughs> like, I like that. What, yeah, was, I, I played I, a charity game with Deeks and Fids what, uh, last year, for well, early this year with, for Tins and whatever. And we talked about it here before, but I hadn't seen Deeks since we played and he, he carried the ball in once and he carried it a bit harder than I thought. So it was meant to money and muck about. So then he carried it the next time and I really twatted him. Like I got quite a good shot on him. Anyway, we had a beer afterwards. And we were all on the piss, so it was fine. I mean, you know where to go. And it was like, you having a pint? Yeah. I'm like, oh, a pint, you flats here, lovely. I haven't seen you for years. You know, and they're like, I'm having a pint and I'm on it. So I'm, I'm not like I'm a big drinker, but I don't mind having a few pints. The first four or five pints I can get through pretty quick because um, I'm dehydrated and thirsty from the game. After Hour. that, I slow down. So it's like, um, I have a pint and it's like, so you having a pint? You having a pint? I said, oh, I've got one, mate. Yeah, you had one. That needs to go. She's like, okay, I'll, I'll have another pint. He's like, two pints, please. Yeah, and again, and in the end, I've got about two fingers at the end of my first pint and a full second pint. He's ordering his third, and it's not—it's not a joke. So he's like, "Come on!" And he's not playing drinking games, he's not showing off. But I remember I did—I reckon I did five pints in forty minutes with Deeks. I was broken. Wow, like fifteen-minute pint, four pints in an hour is tough. That's yeah, fifteen-minute pints. Honestly, I, I remember we went for food, and I didn't have—I didn't without Deeks. I didn't have a single pint or glass of wine at dinner. I was bollocked after about an hour with Deeks. Yeah, you're not a big drinker, though, are you? No, I'm not massive. No, I was, yeah. I was shocking my... So the Cinderford initiation, this is going to sound pathetic, but it was a large glass of red wine, yeah. a pint of Guinness, and I hate Guinness, right? Just going to put it out, like, I just can't stand the stuff. Oh, really? Like, yeah, literally, yeah. the the fact that it's so, like, thick and yeah. smooth almost oh, makes it. me want to gag more than, like... You, <laughs> you know, people chew it a bit, can't you? Like that? Yeah, I'd rather, like, this... I'd rather neck a pint of cider, and I know that makes no sense because it's fizzy yeah. and it's hard yeah, to... Yeah. Ne- but that fizziness I like, the flatness just makes me gag. So it was that, it was a large glass of um, red wine, Mello. a pint of Guinness, and a um, treble shot of whiskey or, or brandy. Yeah, okay. like most people would be like, that's a doddle. 
Took me about 45 minutes. <laughs> Did it? <laughs> Honestly, it was shocking. I was like 18. Don't really think. Yeah. Oh, it was shocking. See, it was I, what, yeah. I was the same with it. I didn't really have... I suppose when you get go to a professional outfit, the initiations aren't as bad as they are sort of uni. grassroot level yeah, or uni. Yeah. I, mean, I just had to do a pint of cider, Guinness and lager. And that was it. And it took me a while. Yeah. Um, but luckily there was a bin liner on the bus. Yes, handy in there. Um, yeah. But that was it. You know, there's there's some horrific initiations now. There's been a lot up in Scotland, haven't they? They've all... Um, a lot of the committee members of a Scottish team have all been sacked and fired. because what, for the, hazing, do they call it? The initiation yeah, was, was, was too bad, too grotesque. Shit. My initiation yeah. at Gloucester was pretty... Oh, was it? Was well, I looked like you two. I had my head shaved, didn't I? So <laughs> I uh, yeah. Was that initiation? I, yeah, literally. They so, so your heads at the same I'd, time, I'd, didn't they? I'll talk you through it quick. So I was in Argentina with England 18s on a tour, and Gloucester then flew me from uh, Buenos Aires to Toronto to meet up with them. Uh, halfway yeah. through their 10-day training camp in Toronto... So I was like, oh, this is amazing. Like, I'm getting, flo- like, flew up, felt like a big man, like I was 17, 18, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Rocked up to this sort of college setup they had and uh, greeted by the S&C coach because the boys were training. He was like, look, boys are training. Go get your head down for a little bit um, and just be in the team meeting later. And I was like, oh, sweet. So I've gone into my room. First of all, um, there is a pillow just full of hairs, which I found out were obviously pubic hairs. Um, bit late. So I just sort of like didn't really think nothing of it. I thought, oh, Jesus, like just sort of brushed them off. Yeah. Got my head down. I reckon I must have had my head down for about half an hour. And all I hear is burns. Boom, boom, boom. Bang on the door. Burns. Like, bang on the door. Open it. Luke Narraway, Andy Hazel, um, and, and a few other players. Grim. In here, mate. Took me into their room. Into the bathroom. Got the razor out. Got the, the clippers out. Off with the hair. Like, and at this time, like, like no one had even said hello to me, mate. Like, <laughs> literally, I kid you not. Like, yeah, literally, just, just, just shave my head. And I was like, right, just like let it happen. Um, and they clipped like it off, and well. I thought, you oh, like yeah, they, yeah, I do. Yeah. I, I had long, and I had long, like blonde, blonde dyed hair. Oh, like, yeah. I, I really fancied. Well, I still do now, but I fancied myself quite a lot back then. Um, and uh, and that was it. They clipped it off, and I thought, sweet. Nope. Shaving foam, whacked it on. Right, like, oh, uh, it. full on bipped it, mate. Oh. Right. I look horrendous. Next day, we had a team building thing on on the on the river on those. Uh, you know, when you go through the rapids and stuff, and all the yeah on, on the yeah, speedboat. Yeah. Of course, what I do? Forgot to whack any slap on my head, so I've only oh. got sunburn. So I had sunburn from that. Um, came home, my mum was distraught. I then went into Second Bridge, a nightclub in town. Saw a girl that I'd been chatting to before I'd left. Right. Pick Tapped her on the shoulder off. to say hello. She just turned around to me and went, Ugh, and just walked off. Didn't even recognise me. <laughs> I get it all the Never time, mate. Don't worry about that. Yeah, get used to that. Um, yeah. Oh, well, I still do it now, but I've just got hardened to the fact that that's the general consensus. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a numbers game, isn't it? What was, there, was there any initiation at Bath? Nah, nah, there weren't really initiations. Too no. posh, isn't it? Yeah, it's, too it's, posh. it's quite, um, yeah. quite nicey-nicey at Bath, actually. What's, what song did you sing when you got your first England cap? Don McLean, American Pie. Ah, uh, nice, yeah. Fuck, that's a long version. Oh, without the instrumental, just just stop uh, swearing. Sorry, we're trying to swear less. No, that's Michelle thinks I swear too much. Another quick story. So on yeah, Don McLean American Pie, we're in um, Argentina on this summer tour, 2013, um, in Argentina. Ben Foden's got up, sang Enrique Iglesias' "Hero," nailed it. All these Argentinian oh, women did, yeah. going mental, and then the boys like oh, called me up, and uh, they dared me to call out Lanny, Stuart Lancaster after the after. So I sang my oh. song. I can't remember what I sang, and I'm up there. Like, Lani, Lani. <laughs> oh, <laughs> on your own. They've got him up there. They've got him up there. Um, they've got him up on stage, and he's gone for Don McLean American Pie, which was, you know, fair play. Obviously, they've got the B 
bit with like the two minute instrumental in it. Yeah. So he sang for a couple of minutes and then he just had to stand there in silence <laughs> for two minutes while this instrumental played out. Oh, it was, oh I was fucking pissed myself. Oh, it was so <laughs> awkward. It was so good, but probably explains why he only got five caps in the end. But, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate singing, mate. It was, good for, it was good sport, to be fair. We, we all went out and had, had a good night that night. Right. This chat that he might be, um, he's in the running for the Saints job now. Mike Ford, a front runner, apparently. Cockers. I don't know why I call him Cocker. I've never ever met the bloke. Richard Cocker, Cocker yeah. apparently. Cockers, yeah. My best mate. Stuart Lancaster, no doubt. Nick Mallet will be in it. Who are the other big names that go around? Uh, Alan Pardew. Mike Ruddock. He'll be in it. Steve Kerbishley. Oh, no, that was Jim. What Jim said about. <laughs> Mark Hughes. <I mean>, He's <laughs> yeah. just chucking all the big. Who else is in there? Someone well, said Jordy Murphy, but I, he ain't going to the Saints. He's, uh, uh, he's, someone, uh, he's apparently oh, chucked with the Blues. Yeah, I've yeah. That as well, yeah. Jordan uh, Murphy. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Apparently so. There's a few actually on there. On their radar. Um, yeah, we'll be I love Jordy Murphy on the sideline. He's so aggressive, mate, these days. Oh, is he? So, well, he was. He actually always was. He's so aggressive, isn't he? Best thing I've ever seen. Man who hit man who hit PC three years ago at Saints. We're going to say three years late. No, yeah, probably uh, a little bit late. Tim Wigglesworth has checked it. Jordy yeah. Murphy's ran on with the water just going, that's racist, that's racist, like this. Just like <laughs> having a bit of banter. Tim, you, here, called him over. Was that like, none of that. Funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. Just... Here's oh, a, a good question from you from Fred Jones on Twitter, right? He says, do international coaches give you regular feedback to players on what they need to work on to get them into squad consideration? Yeah. Eddie Jones. Uh, so did you get did you get any feed did did you get any feedback from Stuart Lancaster and or Eddie Jones? Yeah, I got um well the last I heard from an England coach was Mike Cat telling me that I went in the World Cup squad. Um before the, the World 2003. Cup. Yeah, yeah, two thousand three, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was at that school. Um but yeah, when I was in the squad, there was sort of pretty much there's there's a good bit of feedback. Um, not 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 a great amount. They sort of let you. Well, this was going back to Stuart Lancaster's time. They sort yeah. of let you play your stuff, and then when it got close to, I remember when I was sort of in the squad, um, but not playing. I'd play on a Saturday, go up to Penny Hill, and then Sunday night I'd have a meeting with um, Stuart Lancaster, and he'd sort of talk through the game and yeah. and stuff like that. But not really. But like I said I've, I've had no chat from sort of Eddie Jones and that. But I think like from looking at it, I'm pretty pretty far down the pecking order so I wouldn't really expect it he's just he's just quoted like James Davis at the Scarlets as well because he does he's the same he's playing very well and doesn't have any feedback whatsoever yeah but it's, it's a lot it's, but it's a long pecking order for sevens in Wales yeah and also it's like you know if for whatever reason you know form or injury or whatever six months from now or nine months from now you've played every game for Bath you're playing the best rugby you've ever played which is the aim then you start hearing from coaches don't you yeah and it's also it's, it's just like being being realistic now. Like I look at that England squad, and you know the way selection's gone. You know, Eddie Jones's tens are, are, are Ford and Farrell. You could, you know, you see yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and then you know you see them looking. Then he's sort of going for the younger guys now. Like I realise I'm, I'm 27. I'm not. I'm not old by yeah. any stretch. But God, I think, mate, you passed it. I think the way yeah, he's looking. I think the way he's looking at it is the guys behind sort of Ford and Farrell. He wants to be sort of younger guys and, and like for me it did hurt last year I'll be honest with you uh, in the summer you know tail end of last year especially with all that went on with the move and stuff like that I felt like I was playing some some pretty good rugby and mm. I thought I'd be somewhere near the summer tour squad with especially with Farrell going with the yeah. Lions and stuff like that and then to see him call up um, like Piers Francis for instance who's not not even playing in England and stuff like that was you know it's, it's a bit it's a bit yeah. disappointing. Like it's not nothing to say. Piers Francis is a top quality player. Like that's um, yeah. probably the poshest name I've ever heard. I know, but um, yeah, I know. you know, he's a quality player. And but you know, you have that thing where they don't pick players playing out yeah. of England. And I know he was coming to Saints, but suddenly you feel like 
no, I've, not I've, here, I've, yeah. I've, I've applied my trade all yeah. my life in the Premiership yeah. and Piers Francis should be rowing in the in the Cambridge Oxford race. Yeah, he should name like that, shouldn't he? Yeah, don't judge that. Um, OJ Borg on Twitter says, "Hey, Freddie, hey. does does it?" Question mark. I guess that I thought I saw that, and I because you're, you're obviously wearing a Borg top. Oh yeah, yeah. Does, it, does, like it, does it mean does it burn? Freddie burns. I get it. Genius. Come on, Borgo. Um, Give us some kit. Do you, re- do you reckon it would? Um, <laughs> do you reckon we just had a really healthy lunch, didn't we, before this, Freddie? And yeah. um, who who goes to GBK and just has burger salads? Us. Us. Yes. <laughs> I did order a salad, but it came with a nice brioche. With a uh, side yeah. of potato. Um, and uh, you were discussing that, you know, perhaps you might, you know, be more sort of towards the front of Eddie Jones' thinking if you were more ripped. Um, I, did, mate, I, look you, like, I look like porridge in a Ziploc bag, mate. It's not a... <laughs> it's not a but like, you look, you look in, you're looking very good shape compared with the average man, but you're not competing with the average man, are you? So you went to Leicester and who were your... Who was the rigs that you're up against there? Well, yeah, obviously I had Owen Williams, who was like ripped to the heels, mate. The guy's you could grate cheese on his abs, mate. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah, good looking, good looking. He looks as well. perfect as well, doesn't he? He's a good looking boy, mate. Um, I was lucky enough, he's got a girlfriend. So you know, there's, for a single man like me, I still you know yeah. put myself a little bit higher. Yeah. It, was, it was one less person to compete with. Do you reckon they could convert yeah. him into a a really good international twelve? Yeah, I reckon they could. I think they got. Um, He's got every attribute to be, you know, he's a big boy. He's got um, yeah. good physicality. Um, obviously, he's got a good kicking game and, and passing game. So, yeah, I think so. And I think that's where, you know, you see teams going that way now, especially international teams. Yeah. See, um, the bruises have gone. Shanks, can you stop with the rugby chat for a sec? Sorry, mate. Yeah, sorry. Let's get back to... So, he had a great body. Yeah. Shanks, come on, mate. So, Owen Williams had a great body. Then you signed for Bath and Reese Priestland. He's just tall and skinny, isn't he? Yeah, he's ripped to the heels as well, mate. Is he? Yeah, it's just killed. It's oh, nightmare. It's vanity now, mate. It's vanity. But they try really well, hard in the gym, like, I, I don't know. Oh, right. Yeah, you don't ever do yeah, that. I don't, don't really, do yeah, well, you know. Problem with Reese is he's a lovely bloke as well. There's, you, there's, you, well, there's nothing you can dislike about no, the bloke. you can't. You know, we're competing for a position and stuff like that, and you just want to so, be like... Um, secretly, I, have, I didn't tell you this over lunch, Freddie, because I wanted to spring it on you, all right? Um, I was having coffee with a friend this morning in Bath, in town, and um, Reese came in with Ben Tapuai for a, you know, quinoa salad and a green tea and on the way out we had a quick chat and I said he goes when's uh, Burnsy on your pod then I said oh in a, about an hour and a half actually and I said I said I want hopefully um, hopefully he's dark mate and he slags you off a bit he goes yeah he's on the robs mate get into him <laughs> I was I, to be fair <laughs> he's dark at the moment yeah, I, my head went at the weekend when I didn't go on the pitch did it um, I hate out until long yeah, yeah. I, like, I, you know I hate being on the on the bench anyway yeah um even more so when you go to France and don't get on. Like I, it's one of those things. You know, I've, I, I, yeah. I kind of it's one of those things I don't apologise for because I think if if you start yeah. wanting to be on the bench, then it's the wrong thing. You know, I just want to get on and and play well. So yeah, it's mate, it's, it's frustrating. And I guess for me, it kind of builds to a start at Bath. It's probably not been all champagne and roses like I wanted it to be. It's been a lot of um, well. So my concussion obviously set me back a fair yeah. bit, and then the managed to get banned on debut, mate, which is always cheap uh, shot. Well, just, well, you're a dirty bastard. If I'm getting done that. for tackling, there's something going wrong with the game, mate. Like, I was, but also for me, yeah. I, on a on a, a slightly serious note, like I, I understood why it was a red card, mm. how that amounted to a three week ban or a six week ban to me having to just bend over and plead guilty and um, take what they gave me. I think I didn't agree with. So, yeah, so. sometimes where the law goes against you, like yeah, you know, and I think that's 
one thing with the disciplinary um, procedure, obviously you have to decide whether you want to plead, you know, want to accept it or, or yeah. deny it before you go in. So you can't actually just go in there and say, look, I hold my hands up. It wasn't the outcome of the tackle that I wanted. Yeah. Um, but, you know, for me, there's never intent. And that was one thing I said to them when they, they asked you at the end. It's very, it's a very formal process. So your first red card yeah, is. Yeah, first red card. Have you had any red cards? No. On the rugby field. <laughs> <laughs> Valentine's Day got <laughs> Shanks, have you? No, 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 never. I've, I've probably only been I'm yellow carded like two or three times. So my bad. Shanks was Shanks because of his skin tone and stuff was practically invisible when he played, yeah. especially under floodlights. You can see it. <laughs> Do you know the worst thing about my red card is the fact that he gave me a yellow and I thought yellow on debut that's not great. And I've literally got on the far side of the pitch and I've got a meter away from the dugout. And the fourth official's gone. Just wait there, mate. Um, they want to check it. And I've had to stand on the pitch for two minutes. Watching it. While they show replay after replay. And once they're checking it, you know what's going to happen. I yeah. went, as soon as it's in slow-mo as well. Tell yeah, it. I was just but like... But the, the idea about the idea of the punishment isn't all to do with you, though, is it? It's to, it's to, deter, it's to cumulatively deter other people from doing it. So it's almost like other players around the country thinking, shit, Freddie, like, Burnsy got three weeks for that. So it's in their minds, careful, careful, careful. And it's... it's it's that, isn't it? So it's not just yeah. about your offence, it's so, about... Yeah. So it's something good to come it. from it. You've taken one for the team there. So well done. Yeah, so, anyway, right, so, so anyway, you, yeah, you so arrive at Bath and it hasn't... You know, you've played some rugby, you've played some good stuff, you've had some time out for concussion and... But it, how are you feeling? So your head went at the weekend not going... I think you're dead right not to apologise for that because I got to the last year of my... When I was playing at Bath and I was desperate to be on the bench and that is when you know because I knew yeah. I was my body was ruined and I still had the... I was still keen, but my body was gone and I I was desperate not to be named in the team. You know, equally, I didn't want to not be involved because then that hurts, doesn't it? Yeah. So, but you, it hasn't been plain sailing, but you're competing for position with a with a 50 cap international. So he knows his onions. Yeah. But how are you feeling as a Bath player now? Because it's quite a long sentence, long question. But in football, if a big name, you know, arrives at a club and doesn't play as much as he wants straight away, he will say stuff like you've just said, and that will mean, well, he wants to leave then. But in rugby, it doesn't work like that, does it? You know, I'm presuming. Yeah, no, like, I, I'm, you know, I've signed three years here, so I'm here f- for, a, for a couple more years yet. Um, and I guess, like, for me, I look back and I've been fortunate in that uh, when I first left Bath in the academy and went to Gloucester, I found that first year a massive struggle. Same when I left Gloucester and went to Leicester, I found that a massive struggle. And I think it's because the way I've ended at every club I've been at has been probably like starting a lot of games like you know this year's probably been more frustrating because at the tail end of last year you know I felt like I was flying in terms of form um, obviously playing in big games semi-finals and then you come to Bath and for whatever reason you're, you're not quite at that same level yet that's when I think um, the frustration sort of sets in but um, it's hard as well isn't it when the player in your position has had a couple of good games so like pre- uh, Reese was was pretty good against the Scarlet his kicking game yeah, yeah. Um, it's just it's hard isn't it because you're just waiting for an opportunity really that's the thing it, like you completely understand you know rationale and, and, and the reasoning behind it and you know Reese is you know st- we go to Leicester first game of the season I lost my head after that because I didn't get on yeah. yeah yeah, that's not me saying that I didn't sit there and think Reese had a good game because you know he did yeah. and, and also now the game's so physical like you know if you're going to if you want to play if you want to play in one of the top teams you're going to have to accept that you're going to be competing for a position. Yeah. yeah. You know, you yeah. can, you know, you could drop, you and you're going go to get hurt to, and miss some. Yeah. yeah. You're going to go down to a, a, you could go down to a lesser team and be yeah. first choice and play every week or you can, you know, and, and that's just the way it is and like I say, it's just a competitive nature of me coming out but, Use you know, that Reece motivation. 
Yeah, no, Reese has gone well as well. So it's, you know, only helps the club. I mean, I remember my second season at Leicester, I broke my jaw. Um, Owen Williams played well, meant that they beat um, Stad at home with a bonus point. They went Munster away and won. We ended up winning that group. And then your form, my form at the end of the year meant that I started the European semi and the, uh, the European quarter and the European semi. Mm. So it's a bit, it's a squad effort. Yeah, you know, and, and yeah it always is. You know, as long as you get a fair trance. But for me, it's, as well, it's, it's Toulon. It's the Stade Mayol. It's a great place to I play. Know. And, and I felt like the way we performed against Exeter, there was going to be a a, mm. a, a backlash, a, a sort of bounce back. And you know, for me, not to be able to bounce back and even get on the field is just just frustrating. But no, you live with it, you move on. Especially when you want to do a real good job on like Nanu and Bastaro. And smash them. To be fair, I've seen them. By <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't. I, that's that's why I don't. You didn't miss yeah. that. Yeah, it was more just. Uh, yeah, you're not playing London Irish, are you? Or a team like that? You know, you're not being. Re- you know, it's the, yeah. It's the but big it's, European games. Exactly, they're the games you want to play. Ch- so cheer them up, flats. Cheer me up, flats. Come on. Um, I went well in the Anglo Welsh. My specialist. Oh, well, mate. Cheers yeah, and, and, and we cover that. So oh, no, yeah, know, I appreciate. You're that. gonna get some massive. Did we talk you up? I can't remember. Did we talk him up? Right up. Yeah. Oh, huge. We only ever talk people up when we know they're gonna. We don't ask. We talk them up for a couple of weeks, then ask them to come on the podcast. Yeah, Easy. that's right. Goody gave me man the match. He's asked me to do his podcast. Oh, there you well, go. So. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> As yeah. I, see, I see a trend. Yeah, emerging. exactly. That's all we do, mate. Um, we yeah, we don't plan that far in advance. I could tell you that. So you go to why? Why did you leave Gloucester and go to Leicester? And the, and like the bottom line was, I, I didn't want to leave Gloucester purely because of my ego. Um, really, like you play for Gloucester, you live in Cheltenham. I played there for five years. Yeah. You're you the know, man, sort of thing. Well, yeah, and and for me as well, I'm not one to chase too many like individual targets and that. But I remember before I left, I think I was only sort of 200 points off um, Ludovic Mercier's yeah, sort of yeah. all-time points record. Yeah, he was there, wasn't he? And for me, I was I was 23, and like you know, I, I could potentially could still be at Gloucester now and have played yeah 200 games. Yeah. And 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 but for me, I want to win things. I wanted to yeah win things. Um, that year that I left. The team started poorly. I started poorly uh, in terms of form. And I just felt like a little bit stuck in a rut, really. Mm. Um, and then Leicester come in. And when a team like Leicester comes in, you, you, yeah. you've got to pay attention to it. So I went up and I met Cockers and Simon Cohen and guys like that. And, and they chased me really hard, actually. They sort of impressed me. That's nice, isn't it? Yeah, it's um, nice to be wanted. Yeah. And then they signed me and never played me. <laughs> 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 no, it was... Uh, it was, no, it was no, honestly, sometimes for my... Especially my years at Leicester, you know... I did question why they sort of came so hard after me and then... Did you? Know, you? Like, well, it was, it was quite weird. Me, me and Cox had a very love-hate relationship. My pop, yeah, yeah. Like, we didn't... You see hated, I, just hated each other. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, we just... We we didn't see eye to eye on too many things. Yeah. You know, obviously, he's a he's a hooker. You know. Yeah. I'm I'm a 10. Probably more towards the flamboyant 10. He'd probably like yeah. more... Pro- but it was kind of like... Look, like it, it was it was a, it was a it was a tested relationship, but I definitely feel better for going through it, like hundred percent. Yeah. So, but what I loved about Cock- can I just say yeah, like, yeah. what I loved about Cockers, right, is, and it made me laugh. So, so Aaron Major brought us singing where beginning of the year, we all had to write like a two minute thing about ourselves. So like where we come from, family stuff, a very like New Zealand thing. Yeah. yeah. And then we spent all day. I hate at, that. Yeah, but we spent. All, <laughs> I, I was like that. I, like, Shanks, I was the same as you, mate. I was like, oh god, I can't be bothered to do this. But then on the Wednesday, we went to a hotel. We sat down. We spent pretty much probably four four hours. 
individually someone would get up say what they're thinking and, and it was amazing actually because some boys took it quite light and just went quite easy you know um tom young's like he always did sort of led the charge spoke about his challenges in life you know yeah. with with his wife and stuff like well, that so he, being he, he like he yeah, really like yeah. set the tone i think he went first in that and it just sort of everyone was like wow like you know it was quite inspirational and then cocker's got up right and uh, Cockers is very much, he used to hammer me because he always used to think, he used to always call me like a rock star. And he was like, yeah, oh, I'm yeah. no rock stars and all this kind of thing. Yeah. And then he got up and said about how when he was playing for England, and, and then he said about how his wedding was in OK magazine. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> the silence that you've heard now is exactly what happened in the room, mate. I was sat there like this. You're fucking what? <laughs> OK magazine, and he's having a ass for rock stars. But. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, or was it hello one of them I don't know one of those magazines and it just it honestly it blew my did mind did anyone say anything or was everyone shit scared everyone shit scared mate yeah, but like, yeah. no, you know I, I did I, I, had a, I had a strange respect for cockers even though we didn't yeah, you know, yeah. Um, I, I respect him, about him like Leicester through and through and he stole your leather jacket once on a night out or something like that because well, you boy, had some stupid yeah, leather jacket on. it's not a stupid leather jacket I still wear that I wore a leather jacket on Saturday it's not stupid I, I'm, I'm not yeah I'm not a coat abuser I like nice coats yeah no, so, I see uh, yeah, coat choices yeah, so yeah. tell us about that Oh, I just rocked up. We had a team social. I uh, just bought myself a new leather, put it on the back of my chair. Ooh. They're having food. Went for a wee, come back. Didn't notice it had gone. Yeah. Night sort of looking to sort of progress the night. Got to, oh, where's, anyone, anyone see my jacket? Where's my jacket? Boy's like, oh, Cocker's looks like he's got a nice jacket on. <laughs> They'd gone and given it to Cocker's, not just giving it to Hyde. He'd put it on. I was so worried he was going to stretch it. I'm worried he's going to stretch it or whatever. Oh, yeah. I wasn't sure if it was a lever or a pleather, yeah. so I'm not sure on the, you know, how how durable it was. And I thought, and I, I had to go up and ask for him for it back. What did he say? If you can get off me, you can have it. Hook off. Yeah, literally, just he just sort of kept it on for a bit. Said he liked it. Yeah. And I just sort of, you know, you do that. Well, I got stitched up at Bath as well. They they my parents got me private number plate. I've just seen it on my driveway. Yeah. I won't say what it is. But oh, all right. Yeah. Uh, I'll, 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 I'll say it. Like, so my parents got me a private number plate for my birthday a couple of years ago. Uh, FB1010. Right? FB10 and then the word 10 at the end. So it's yeah. really Burns 1010. Yeah. Um, yeah. On, a, on a white rangy. I mean, you are doing, you are the, you are yeah, a, but the, you're right. a footballer now. Quick, quick one. The rangy, I was <laughs> looking, I was, I was looking for a second hand range and that one come, got all the kit. It's a shame it's in white, but. Fuck it. Is it sport? Is it <laughs> right. sport or or yeah, sport? Sport. Yeah. Nice. It's not the SVR or whatever that's sat there, black on black on Who's black. Is that? Oh, that's the flatman. Um, where was I? What were we talking about before? Uh, oh, the plate, yeah. Stitcher. So they got me that that number plate. So I'm training, and I come in, go to my car, look at the car, and it's got. I'm like, oh, the number plate's changed. The boys had got <laughs> the boys at Bath had put FB24, <laughs> uh, FB oh, FB24 MAN. So it was Freddie Burns' 24th man. <laughs> <laughs> Which was like, honestly, brutal. Uh, it was brutal because I wasn't playing. Right? I was on the bench a lot. I, 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 think I, was, I think I was during my band period. I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. Right? And then, like, so it was funny. It was good. I, I loved it. Uh, and then I loved it until I was like, right, I've got to drive home now. Where are my number plates? And no one would tell me where my number oh, plates right, were. And it was yeah. like the end of a long day's trade. And I was like, and I started getting rattled. I was like losing my yeah. head. What? I was just like, boys, like, it's a great joke, but please, I, I can't. It's over now. Like, I'm driving a white range. I drive like a knob as it is. Like, yeah. if I get pulled over with like number plates that aren't 
approached the weather, like I'm I'm screwed. I was like, boy. Next thing you know, I get a text message from Todd Blackadder saying, "Hey mate, um, think your number plates are on my desk." <laughs> oh, so, so I had to go up and get them off him. <laughs> but it was alright. Uh, like, you know, like it was, it was good. It was good. Ban- but like, not before. It's great banter, but some people got far too much time on their hands. Yeah, it's true. And eh? also, I, I've got an inkling as who it is. And is Nathan Cat still king of the pranks at Bath, or is he older and wiser now? Um, not too sure. There's a little group of them that are like injured at the minute that are. Nothing better to do. Yeah, up to no good. Um, but I've got a little inkling as to who it is, and this is a threat. There will be a time when yeah. I was walking around when they wouldn't give me my number. I was walking around. I was fucking. I was slashed the tires, <laughs> <laughs> giving it a vigging. I wasn't slashing no tires. I would always get a little bit of banana and just put it at the end of someone's boot. So a little, oh, just, a little end of a banana. So <laughs> just a little because you couldn't see it and you put your foot in there, then. <laughs> yeah, and you can't really feel it when it comes out. Yeah, you oh, smear banana cool. everywhere. Um, really good question here from Neil Harrison on Twitter. Um, when you play against your brother, do you give him loads of stick or do you have any conversations mid-game? Um, no, not too much stick. Like to be fair, we're a very close family, so we sort of like um, want each other to do well. Yeah. Like, I'll tell you what the strangest thing is was uh, last season. You're at Welford Road. It was a full house. And the last thing that me and him do in the warm-up is our restarts. And obviously, you both take your restarts from the same place. So it was quite weird when I'm kicking restarts one way and then stood a yeah, metre yeah. away from me is my little brother kicking restarts. And we're just having a chat, just chatting about general yeah, general stuff. Yeah. And you just think, we're here representing two massive clubs in England, 26,000. Um it's, it is. It's a very surreal experience, but it's, oh, it's it awesome. Is. And, and uh, that year was last season. I think it was the opening game was Friday night. I think you did the BT yeah. Sport. You interviewed me before when my mum texted me. Oh yeah, saying you two better you better play nice, or I'll be on that pitch. That's it. That's you know it. it. Yeah, um, yeah. And he got hit late by Lockie McCaffrey. Yeah. And it just ran. Bill's on the floor, and I'm back at the defensive line, and he's only like five meters in front of me, and I'm literally in defense line. I'm going, Bill, you're right, <laughs> Bill. Bill, you're, and he's out on the floor. I think he was winded. He's like, like this, making yeah. all this noise. I'm like, Bill, you're right. Go on, mate, get up like this. Like, just, but genuinely wanting to make sure that your brothers he wasn't right. too bad. Um, but yeah, you, you guys are, you know, you're just brothers from Bath that played a bit growing up, and now you're playing for massive clubs in front of loads and loads of people. You know, I'd imagine, genuine, I imagine your parents are extremely proud because it's a pretty unusual set of circumstances, isn't it? Yeah, that's no, also, and I think it's also the fact that you know. We are both, you know, we didn't, we didn't have, we had a great upbringing. Don't get me wrong, I'm not getting the violin out here, but we're not like private school. Yeah, like, like Shanks, we, we've, not like we've literally yeah. just, uh, yeah, just played local rugby. Yeah. I mean, for me, with Bill, I look at Bill and the way he's playing, and I remember even having discussions with my family, and Bill, Bill probably won't be saying this when he wasn't there, and obviously we talk about Bill and how he was going. This was before he was professional. It's when he was at Hartbury and stuff, like that. and I always said I, f- I think he's a good player, but I don't know whether he can go all the way yeah, and yeah, then literally yeah. I watched him play for Hartbury he stepped up played unbelievably well watched him play England 20s steps up doesn't like it just like every level he's played at yeah he just like delivers and you think and one thing I'll give him he's got such a cool sort of like head temperament has it yeah like he never he, I never look at him and see that he's like flustered yeah really whereas me I'm like panicking you're emotional <laughs> oh mate I can't like literally I, what you see of me is what you get if I'm pissed off I'm pissed off if I'm happy I'm happy like yeah I can't really hide my emotions that well. So tell us about the um, life swap you did with George Ford because he's playing for Bath, you're playing for Leicester and this swap is arranged and I remember speaking to you 
on the quiet, we did a little BT game on a Friday night at Bath, didn't we? And we had a little chat, so we didn't say anything on the telly because it wasn't right to. And you were kind of like, there's, there's kind of something going on, but we don't quite know what it is yet. And how did that all work? Um, yeah, it was, about, it was tough. It was, it was, you know, it was a strange old thing. It started back, um, back in in the the off season. I was on holiday in Turkey with my brother, sat on the beach. Phone goes, I get a text message from a mate saying, "Oh, what's this year? Swapping with forty. And I was like, "Hey, like, you know, I should be relaxing." So straight away, me being me, got on the phone to my agent, said, "Mate, have you heard anything?" He was like, "No." So I called Cockers. My agent called Simon Cohen. Said, "Look, what's happening?" Um, they said nothing. Said, "Promised me that I'd be seeing my contract out at, at Leicester, which was two years." Yeah. Um, so they told you that was categorically not true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then through the season, I reckon three or four times I spoke with various people at Leicester, from coaches to um, board members, asking what was happening. They said, "No, nah, it's not happening." Um, you're our guy, blah, 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 all this stuff. And then February, I get a phone call from my agent saying, mate, I'm on the train up. Um, Leicester want to swap you for, for George Ford, um, which was tough. Like, uh, you, know, I, you, you know, there's no smoke without fire. So I kind of sort of didn't come as the greatest shot. But yeah. it's like, it's like your missus saying that another bloke's better than you in bed. Like, it's probably true, <laughs> but you don't want to believe it. Do you yeah. know what I mean? You're yeah, like, don't like, think about it. Yeah. Oh, you know, you'd rather just put it to the back of your head and, and crack on. Yeah. Um, Better than Shanks. He shags like a dolphin. Does he? Not yeah. Like, like a man with no or arms. You, anyway, or, or use it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so use I... Use it as motivation. <laughs> anyway, sorry for it. No, it is. Yeah, I, I, but, but yeah, it, just, it happened and, you know, for me, I'd just rather that in June they turned around to me and said, look, this is what we want to do. Like, it was all... I'd just rather just honesty, mate. Like, straight up, I mm. think there's too much of this. And for me, on, the, on a pretty heavy note, like, people have got to start realising that rugby's changed to a, a business now. Yeah. And they try and people try and butter it up and talk about all this. Oh, it's got good values. It's got good values player to player. And, you know, you see like Ed Jackson, if he gets injured, the community yeah. pull together. We're all still mates. Yeah. But Loyalty. It's, a, it's a business now. Like the co- a contract's not worth the paper it's written anymore. Like that. Mm. And I found that out firsthand. Yeah. So it's like, you know, people need to stop. You know, this stuff this year with, with, with Matt Banhan at the minute. Yeah. Like, yeah. And people give him a tough time. But, there's stuff going on that doesn't that people don't know about. Yeah, uh, do, do you know where I'm going? So it's it's, it's like we we'll uh, transfer window soon. Yeah, it is. Yeah, there, no, will, there will be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and that's it, the thing. No, you're dead right, Freddie. And the whole Matt Banahan thing is fascinating because you know him very well, and I know him well from when I played and that sort of stuff. And we were next door neighbours. I, I brought him once. up. I brought him up. Um, and he's Shanks' favourite player. So Shanks is hero. But you know, there there is stuff. There will always be stuff going. On. Not nothing underhand, but it's one of those things that. People will take a view. They will either say he is an asshole because he's leaving for the money, or they will say the club are terrible people yep. for not keeping him on because he's been here for ages. Now, firstly, you know I'm sure I don't know the ins and outs of it, and it's not public yet, so let's not work. With it. If he is taking a much much bigger salary, absolutely fair enough because it's his job. And if the club don't think he's worth what other clubs think he's worth, that's the game. Like yeah. we've all been there, every single one of us. Dan Carter hasn't been extended, hasn't had his contract extended at. Rassing or whatever, because you know, would they pay him 1.2 million euro again? Probably not. You know, so happens so, so to pretty about, much everyone. What about Dan Bigger then? Because there's been an article written by Stuart Barnes, and I'll... brilliant article that was. Not that I love, not that I agree with every word of it, but it's a brilliant article. I'm it's pretty sure he's. Later, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're all pretty sure he's left for more money. Yeah. Stuart, Stuart Barnes's point is that's absolutely fine. It's your job. Yeah. Leave them, but. Stop telling everyone you're going. He, he, what he's saying is, yeah, but players will never come out and say, "Oh, basically, I'm leaving 
purely for the money. They but have done. Stuart Abbott not, signed for Queens and said it's a deal he couldn't turn down for his family. Not many, not many. Because yeah. you want to think that, you want to connect with the fans. So you want to say about how good the club is and where it's going yeah. to go. But this is, what, this is what I mean now. Where like, it just needs to be, I think everyone, like rugby supporters, people in rugby need to understand that it is no longer what it used to be yeah. 15, 20 years ago, yeah. 10 years ago. Like it, It's now players have to do what's right for them, whether that's financial reasons, whether that's family reasons, whatever, and clubs will do what's right for, the, yeah. for them as well. So it's just like, it's just tough when, for, as a player at the minute, you're kind of judged on your decisions, where, when is, whereas it is like football. It's now just, it's, it's a business, that's it. Like, you've got to sometimes look at the cold, hard facts of it and just make the move what's right for you. You, you literally found out that you got a call saying you are going to Bath. In, in, in February. So yeah. for me as well, a lot of other clubs had done their business anyway. So I was, you know, I, I see it as I was very fortunate that George Ford was at Bath. Yeah, because if he was at a different club, there's yeah, a lot right. of there's there's massive there. motivation for me to come back and play for Bath because I'm a Bath boy, yeah. and it ends up being the deal, probably the dream deal for me. Yeah, but if he was at another club and the same thing happened, yeah. with the way with the way it happened, the timing that it happened, there was no other options for me. Yeah, to look and too late look anywhere else. Yeah, yeah, it was too late, and and you know, like I say, I end up getting the dream move from it. Yeah, um, but for me, I was lucky. I look back on the time that. You know, when I left Gloucester, I didn't leave in the best circumstances. I played poorly, um, probably had a bit of a poor attitude because of my age. I sort of didn't chuck the towel in. I probably tried too hard, but then I let it get on top of me too much. And yeah. I tried to learn from that. And all, all it was for me at the end of last year was I had a really good relationship with the Leicester supporters. Um, and I just wanted to leave with them having yeah. big respect for me. And, I, you know, they voted me their you know, player of the year and stuff like that, which which meant a lot. W that, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I could just leave with my head held high and, you know, when I went back for that first game of the season, warming up yeah. um, for Bath, I got a great reception. And, you know, that was the main thing for me, just to have that little bit of respect. Yeah, do you know, people. I know we've got to move on, Shanko, but don't be here all day. But um, last week down at Sandy Park, I was doing the TV stuff for uh, Exeter against Bath. And Exeter were amazing, that sort of stuff. But pre-match, you're, you're always on the sideline. You, your player walks past, you have a quick chat. And we say to Matt Banahan, what's going on? And there were lots of people around. So he's like, you know, I'll chat to you later on or whatever it was. And I just and Austin Healy had a little word. This is Austin is a sort of guy that people love to hate, and yeah. you know he's whether he enjoys that or not, I don't know. But it's up to him. Um, I personally, people that know him tend not to hate him. Actually, they tend to rather yeah. like him. But he had a chat with Banners, and I think what he said was, "Look, whatever's happening, it's none of our business. Just take it from an old pro who's been there and done it. You know, you've don't know those exact words because he's not a seventy-five-year-old man. But it's like you've got a choice. You either." enjoy the next six months playing for the club you've loved for so long and you love it and you leave with a you know you sort of leave cheering or you're bitter and you hate them for doing this or doing that or you think well sod it because I'm leaving anyway whatever it is you've got a choice and he's like just my advice take it or leave it is just enjoy the next six months because they could be fantastic you know and I, I love that that's kind of what you yeah. did at Leicester right no it's exactly that like I said I tried not to be bitter like one thing I did do is, is I, I said that I'd be honest so I've you know I don't now, when you ask me what happened, I, you know, I'll, I'll tell the truth. Um, yeah. But I still, you know, guys like Simon Cohen um, and the board at Leicester, I still have massive respect for. Them. I yeah. still go on with them. Um, I have no, Simon, yeah. I, yeah, I have no ill feeling towards them at all. Even though the way I felt they handled it was was poor, 
it's yeah. it's business. I'm not yeah. gonna, you know, you're not gonna get your violin out. So like I said, I just try to enjoy it. I've done that, and now I'm down here playing for my hometown club. And could be worse, couldn't it? Could be a lot worse, mate. We'll have a break. Right, I'll leave Vegas bet of the week. Yeah, go on then. Um, lost last week when yeah. I'm flats. So you bet Exeter to beat Leinster. I think by I think it's by five points. Real good Leinster were points, not points. Yeah, real good. If they'd been drinking race, they probably would have won. I had to pick man of the match. It was always going to be Kean Healy or Tyg Furlong, wasn't it? Yeah, and it was. Was it Tyg Furlong? Oh, yeah. I'd say both of them. Um, right. So this week we're going to bet on Bath Toulon. Who reckon's going to win, Freddie? Bath. <laughs> what day is it? Is it, is it Friday, Saturday, or Sunday? Do you know? Yeah. What day is the game? Yeah, Saturday, Saturday 5.30. Saturday, 5.30, Bath at the wreck. I reckon they're going to do too long. They should have done them last week. That's what I reckon. Um, what are we going to say? Bath, four points or more? Because um, one or two points is just... Dull. I'm not going to get great odds on Bath that. Bath by five or more. Let's do it. Get some better odds on it. Okay, Bath by five points or more. Yeah. Get online, get on the app. Hey, Make sure you... Do you know who's playing yet, Freddie? You don't have to tell us. Do you uh, know the team yet? No, I don't. They don't announce the team till uh, till Thursday. No, it kind I of do. changes. It. There's, you can tell. Which, you know, it's like, oh, we're not naming the Trin team. Trinduke. Oh, you sorry. You, you boys wear Bath. bibs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 You're okay. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, make sure you're over a team and terms and conditions do apply. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Bye. Might as well talk a bit of rugby now. Hang on, we got we did rugby first last week. We did a proper rugby chat, and I got abused on Twitter for it. People don't like it. We had a couple of noises who want us to talk a little bit more. There's not about enough rugby. rugby content. You didn't talk about We're my not, team. Not even talk about what you've been up to. I went to a panto on Sunday, the best yeah. pantomime I've ever been to. What was it? What well, I suppose the only pantomime I've ever been to. <laughs> what was it? Uh, Snow White. Oh, nice. And it was at a hotel, and. You know, hotels aren't renowned for pantomime, are they? You go to a big theatre. But yeah. it was just a, a small stage. I've seen a video of it on his, on and, his phone. Um, it's weird, mate. It's like a day and We went with a few other families. Just got hammered, mate. Kids at the front, loving it. Hang we on. just drank New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc. You took your kids to a Christmas panto. You took your children and got bollocks. It's actually easier when you're pissed. What? 
look after your kids because you don't really care if they're annoying. All or... right, what if one of them twists their ankle and has to go to hospital and you're drunk? Uber. Mm. Ever thought about that? Mm. Um, you really watched. do have all the answers. There was a, there was a company called Wise Productions that did it, and it was really, really camp, really Welshy, and really funny. It was like every time they, Maleficent looked in the mirror, like this guy called Flash would come out dressed in spandex and. He'd always make reference to getting his hand on his chopper, which was his axe, like straight over the kid's head. But yeah. we got it. We got it. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, women um, jokes everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I saw the video. It looked like, it, it looked like, I'm sure it was good fun, but it looked like. Um, and they, were, they all come out to meet the main man after as well. Who's the main man? Me. Oh. Bellend. <laughs> <laughs> so the king, queen of Cardiff. So the, it looked like a day out at the darts, but it was like, you know, you've got the UFC. Yeah. And then you'll have like um, Fists of Fury, which is like an MMA production in West, in South Bristol, you know, that's like a fledgling production. Yeah. <laughs> it looked like the Fists of Fury version of Darts at the Lakeside. Oh, I did, just, it for the, yeah, oh. did it for the kids. Yeah, but you got twatted. Which I've never, I've never, you haven't got kids yet, Freddie. I've never been pissed when in control of my children. Maybe I should try it. Everyone's doing it. Yeah. It's Christmas, isn't it? Oh, well, you know, I was obviously drinking responsibly. Yeah, two-handed. Al- as yeah. always. <laughs> Stiff arm. <laughs> Through a straw. Um, what have you been up to? Um, I had it, a, it's wind-down period for you now, is it? A bit, yeah. I had a, I hosted lunch in London last week. I did a few bits, but... Um, you look like you've been really busy because you haven't cut your hair. Yeah, I know, but I'm not on telly. I don't bother. I just let it grow out like a Terry Nutkins on the Really, Really Wild show. I look, Apparently, I look 10 years older, so 56. You look like a monk. Yeah, thank you. You're um, a showeling. <laughs> I had a like, lunch with Harry Redknapp. That's what I, I did. Oh, nice. Well, Billy Vunapola was there, Mario Toji, Paul Gustard, Jason, and then we all had like Q&As and stuff. It was really, really good fun. And you imagine those boys are class and, you know, Jason just class. And then Harry Redknapp at the end, I mean, meant to be 20 minutes, spoke for half an hour, could comfortably have done an hour. In the end, people had to go home. It's did just you like, Q&A him or did he speak? Q&A. Okay. And I've got a mate uh, called Muttley Hankins, Matt Hankins, a guy from Bath, and I got the train up to London for a networking do on Thursday, which is code for a piss-up. And I said, I'm meeting Harry Redknapp tomorrow. And he goes, I said, I'm just wondering what to ask him, really. He's like, oh, I was playing golf with him last week. I was like, oh, genius. He goes, ask him these five things. And honestly, they were the best five stories ever. But it was really nice. Was to it about tax evasion? Mainly, yeah. yeah. And, his, and his son's um, recent divorce. Um, so Carbon it was, credits. Oh, yeah. Brilliant. And this Friday, this Friday, I'm going up. Um, it's an NBN event. And going up and um, doing a, having an interview with Lawrence, which is... Obviously, good fun because it's low, but Bradley Wiggins, Sir Bradley oh, Wiggins. Well, so, got half an hour, 40 minutes on stage with him, which would be really, really cool. EPO. That'd yeah. Real. It's funny because you get, so you move up the ladder, we call it the fee chain instead of the food chain. So, basically, the bigger someone's fee is, the more famous they are, the more their agents give a shit <laughs> about, yep. you know, what you're going to ask them. So, it's like, right, a week ago, it's like, right, Bradley Wiggins' agent requires the list of questions you're going to ask him. I was like, shit, I don't even know yet, mate, let alone telling you or telling him. I haven't got a clue. Then it's like, well, we need to know. It's like, well, okay, here's a better idea. Think he can think of his best tourist stories and tales. Give me the headline points and I will weave that in and I will, I will ask him about those so he can give his best material out. And it's like, and I started writing the email and saying, what I really want to do is open up, because this is a fun lunch, you know, we're not investigative journalists here. Everyone is pissed. It's a Christmas lunch. By the time he gets up, the whole room... 650 people will be bollocksed. So I want to ask him, right, let's flat out do it. And what, you're going to rev them up as well, What aren't you? was in the jiffy bag straight away? <laughs> you know, what was in it? You know, whatever it was. And he can say, I just got a Nando on Deliveroo's or whatever he wants to do. So then 
but I thought if I if I write that in an email, the agent will definitely say no. Yeah. So I'm just going to do it and see what happens. So I'll let you know how it goes. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Forward to seeing that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. Results wise, what game do you cover, Dave? Uh, I went Dave? to. Um, That's a real name. Exeter, Leinster. It's really funny actually because. Um, Better be. Now you've said it. It's not funny. So after the game, I was going to do this. I was going to do this uh, for this four photo, four screenshot tweet thing. You know, you can scroll through the four pictures. Yeah. Picture number one. Uh, Nick Mullins and David Flatman can listen to you two all day. Absolute dream team. Tweet number two. Flatman and Mullins, the two worst commentators on TV, even worse than Stuart Barnes. Tweet three. So biased towards Chiefs, it's a effing joke. You're a disgrace. Tweet four. So biased towards Lencer, it's an effing joke. You're a disgrace. It's literally like you get all four <laughs> oh, off every game. But I, no, but I ended up... I ended up, um, I got distracted and thought the next day I should do that, but I thought, I oh, can't be arsed. Did, um, did Nick Mullins give you any more shoe tips? Dave buys shoes that Nick Mullins wears. Oh, yeah. Nick Mullins is a cool guy. He dresses, yeah. very, he dresses better than you, twat. Uh, not as well as you, Freddie. Um, Cheers, mate. But yeah, Exeter Leinster, and it was brutal, absolutely brutal, and Exeter couldn't get their game off at all, because hardly at all, because Leinster's defence was absolutely mega. And um, instead, before the game, you know, they were rampant against Bath the week before, Absolutely rampant. Like, I know Freddie can't say too much about that, but they absolutely just destroyed Bath yeah. the week before. And I thought they're going to have to make a massive adjustment because they're not going to get anywhere near the wiggle room wiggle room they got last week. And they didn't. They got very little. And they were basically... I mean, they weren't bullied in any by any stretch, but they were just kind of basically out-slugged. Didn't see end. that result coming either. Did you wear your jacket? Your, your coat? Uh, did I wear... I wore the bin liner, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Still people mention it? Yeah. It's amazing, that, isn't it? He you hates people just... mention it, though. That's not true. He doesn't like it anymore because he reckons the joke's gone and everyone keeps going, oh, Dave, the jacket. I don't resent the gags at all, but I, it's just, no. what I don't get is Listen how, to last week's pod. how people don't know that it's been done a million times. And now everyone reckons he's from the BBC advert. You know, It's like that. Gaddafi. It's like me calling you Gaddafi. Everyone's yeah. said it a million times, but I'm still doing it. So I'm that guy now. Yeah, but I, yeah. the worst thing about that Gaddafi one was when someone actually come and asked me to sign their Gloucester shirt with Gaddafi. <laughs> Did they? Yeah, they're like, can you sign it Gaddafi, please? And I looked at him and I was like, look, the boy's giving me this shit, it's all right. Yeah. You, mate. Yeah. Have you seen Have you seen that new BBC advert, the Christmas one, with a father and a yeah, daughter? Yeah, and he yeah, starts dancing. <laughs> you do have quite a lot of lookalikes out there, don't you? Was like, anyone who's born overweight, yeah, basically? Yeah, 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 Jason Stratham? Yeah. Um, Munster, Leicester. Yeah. Did a job on them, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, did you watch any of that, Fred? No, I didn't see it, obviously. I was in... Yeah, it was really amazing. Friends. Like Leicester got properly bullied at the breakdown, properly bullied off the ball. I mean, Kicking wasn't great with Leicester either. They weren't. No, it wasn't. It was too long or too short. Nothing got off really for Leicester, did it? M- Munster looked. They looked very good up front. Tough place to go over there as well. Yeah, we it went is, out there yeah. last year of Leicester and it was a similar thing, and they bounced back. So I started yeah. watching Glasgow Montpellier right the first half. Yeah. I, was, I was a bit uncertain whether it was going to be a good game or not. Oh, it turned out yeah, to it be an amazing game. end to it. Corker was it? Yeah. How do you deal with, like? Nandolo gun. you can't really can you yeah, yeah that's not a bad shout yeah. I'd, lo- I'd love back. the matchup be like him versus someone like Christian Wade that'd be the ultimate matchup yeah. yeah but you know that if Nandolo gets a yard he will swap Wade away I know and if Wade gets a yard he'll go round well it would be yeah that's a alright Freddie Nandolo's coming straight at you you're at 15 or you're the last man in defence what'd you do pull a hamstring <laughs> <laughs> just take a knee and fall pray. over yeah. you're not it's like one of those though if you miss him no one's going to think oh. I think you literally I know, nightmare it's They're not just that easy think, oh. but you just got to go around his ankles haven't you There's, if yeah. you go for anything above his ankles you're getting you've you, basically got to chop chop the ankles and risk a knockout from the knee haven't you you've yeah. got to rely on your technique haven't you they learnt from a kid yeah, yeah. Um, 
I'll tell you one of the, the good games at the weekend, Ospreys, Northampton. Well, depends what you call good. Well, I, it was really exciting. As in, as a rugby fan, I thought it was really exciting. Not if you're a Northampton fan, Dan obviously. Evans, I like. Yeah. Commentating him a couple of times this year, really, really good. Yeah, um, it's an interesting one, that, because he's, he's no spring chicken now, but he's just one of these performers that just plays well every week, really. Nothing, I wouldn't say he's done anything unbelievably flash, but he's so solid, so good with the ball in hand, until he really, um, I've sort of changed my mind about him, international level now as well. I thought, you know, with, you've got Lee Harp and you've got Liam Williams, although he plays well, it's quite a, a tough pecking order, but... Were you with me in Stoke Newington when we saw a so solid crew in a bar? No. Yeah. Um, but he he was fantastic, so Dan solid. Evans, at the weekend. They're right dicks, they were, Freddie. Were they? Yeah, they had black cars with black wheels, blacked out windows. Hate knobs oh, like God. that. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what he's talking about. Uh, I, saw, I saw the so solid crew in Stokey once. I was going to, you know, just try and rap to impress them, but it didn't, I didn't. Right. Um, next game. Any other um, games you want to talk about? This is our rugby round. Yeah, it was... Um, it was, was the, the, biggest one, the biggest one yeah. was there was two yellow cards right at the end. Malander got yellow carded. Um, there was a late tackle but on him. He got yellow carded for reacting to a late drop. They, I don't know if it was late, really. He was trying to get around the post. Um, okay. Oh, the old late... McCusker, McCusker was trying to stop him. He puts the ball down. He gets tackled. Play on. But the ref ended up giving him two yellows. Malander couldn't take the kick. And then basically everything was coming off Malander anyway because they'd lost two tens already. He'd gone to ten. So his yeah, third yeah. choice. So it's quite funny because I had a little, um, couple of years ago, I had a little ding dong with Manander after he yeah. slid his knees into me when I scored. So really? oh, there you go, oh, like karma. That's yeah. what I call it. Do you know what that. I would say though, Freddie? Like I sent, I did, a, I'd done a tweet about this the other day, but it happened in the one of the Wasps lads did it to a Montpellier player. Or Montpellier player did it, uh, Larachelle to a Wasp player, and then yeah, to Simo, then Simo yeah, did yeah. it as well, and I wasn't thinking, oh, Simo's a cheap shot because he's definitely not a cheap shot, yeah. <laughs> right? Definitely not, but. It's it's one of those things that I don't actually blame individual players for it, even though they know what they're doing. As Brian O'Driscoll said on the telly, if they're going and trying to get round under the post, they're, they're going they're having a crack, then they're fair game. But if you just haven't got there in time, knee dropping them. Yeah, knee dropping's a big one. Yeah. Knee dropping or just slamming down with your elbows or whatever, like Matt Dawson did to no um who was it? Not Matt anyway, whoever did it. Um David Duckham. David Duckham. But you know, it there was a famous one, wasn't there? But it's so famous I've forgotten it. But it is a shitty little trick that and yeah. and for the reason I don't blame the players is it's permission. They've they got permission to do it because they're allowed. Don't blame the players for not putting the ball in straight. Elite players will always try and get an advantage. Will always the laws are there to regulate that motivation, whether people like that or not. But you've yeah, I think you've got to start penalising that, restart they, the game with a penalty. They also always seem to drop in and around like your lower back or like your hip. Like yeah, they haven't back. quite made like, it, have they? Yeah, yeah. Like, a, a, like a real annoying place to... I remember when Malander did it last uh, two years ago to me, he literally dropped his knee right into the bottom of my back. And it just. Oh. And I, that was my, I didn't train for three days after that because it yeah. just tightens up and you're just like... It still makes yeah. me laugh how players still think they've got to kick the ball over with penalty tries now as well. Have you seen that? Do you know what I can't... <laughs> oh, do they? Yeah. Oh, do they? You don't have to worry about So we played... Bristol in a A League game or just uh, or a youth game, I can't remember what it was. And it's something I wanted. Well, obviously, I'd rather not concede a penalty try, but Bristol conceded the penalty try. And what that Sheedy is it Sheedy the ten for Bristol? What he did, Cal? Uh, yeah, I think it's yeah. Sheedy. What he did, he ran to the scrum, took the ball, spread it to the halfway line, and just took the restart and just kicked the restart, ran on. And scored it, but there was a fight from the scrum, so the referee had called it back. But it'd be very interesting. So I'm there thinking, if we could see the penalty try, I'm going to try and do it. 
So yeah. literally, team push you over. I'm just going to run, grab the ball. Yeah. Just sprint to the half. There's no conversion. Quick. So why can't you play? That's be, a good it'd be, one. It'll be interesting to see what the. Um, That's a good one. Who react, reacts faster? If it ever happens, it'll it, get yeah, if it, outlawed it, quick. Yeah, of course. Someone's got to do it. But could be you, Fred. Imagine that. Start, I've, just, I've just told something. everyone now as well. So. Oh, shit, yeah. Oh, no, Jesus. copyright that, copyright that. Um, Pioneer. But then obviously Monday, the Saracens game is called off on the Sunday. Did you see Claremont? Oh, oh my God. How good. Yeah. Racker. Oh, my God. They, they used that motivation, didn't they, of not being able to play? Yeah. I mean, you speak to the lads that play even at Claremont, they're a proper set-up and all that, not just kind yeah. of crazy French set-up. And even they, those lads are like, yeah, that could work either way, that. We we could go down by fifty or score fifty. Exactly. We don't know. Yeah. I yeah. didn't see that I didn't see that happening. No, That's not at all. all. Um forty six, fourteen. Yeah. Sarries are in a funny old place at the moment. They, they are, really aren't are. they? Yeah. They it didn't help place. it didn't help losing Brad Barrett early doors. No. The rock in defence for them. Yeah, he's some player for them, jeez. Yeah. But he still had he still had a very good team out. They still had Owen Farrell yeah. at ten, they still had Wigglesworth at nine, yeah. Maitland. Thing is, uh, six months ago they ain't losing. They're not. Well, they might lose that game. Claremont's different, but they're six months ago. They just doesn't matter what team they put out. They're invincible, close to it. And now they've lost six on the bounce. It's the first time cops, I've seen you know. Saris look like that as well. Yeah. Like, like you've seen them lose games, like everyone has, but not like, like they that. normally do that to other teams. Like, I've never seen, for instance, yeah. at the end when they're getting tackled over the dead ball line, yeah. the try line, and Bosh, all that, that was when he drops it. You're thinking he? like you yeah. just never see Saris play like that. So Will Skelton. Not very good ball in hand. He had a bad game, but he, he he's is a big class. loss. He's yeah. class and he's massive. He's also agile and he's hostile. Like he's got skills and he's really aggressive and he's got an engine. Like he, I know he wasn't great the weekend, but he was. He's no, a brilliant player. player. Yeah. But that racker on the wing for Claremont. I mean, they had near, near qualified for France soon. I think they had near Poloni Nalanga, didn't they? Um, before he was like the wing, the best wing for a generation, and then they Siviatu, didn't they? Him and and Nalanda yeah, were the yeah. And now they've got Raka, and it's like, holy moly! I mean, yeah. what what do you do? But when he streaks away for that um, Flip Van der Merwe try, when he go, makes the break, Raka, he is playing against Saracens, who are well, double European champions, right? And he they've got some serious weapons in their team, and he's literally going away from people. Like he is five, like like he's five yards quicker than all of them. Just different. What they're, do you do against athletes like that? They were falling off tackles. They were missing tackles. Jamie yeah. George missed two. He missed one on Racker coming back. And people say it was a wing on a hooker. He, he just missed a tackle. It's just poor technique. Right. More, more so than anything, Racker comes back on a switch. And then he obviously uh, he misses. I think Para then off the off the line out. Little um, mini man. Yeah, but, it, but not yeah. not a great game for for Saracens all round. And defense is something you'd probably associate with them being their strongest point. Yeah, but they can. I mean, they they can. They've got a nice recovery fixture this weekend, haven't they? To yeah, get another win on the board. Yeah, no problem. Just get back on the. That's the beauty that, of this, isn't it? That, you've got seven days, night. seven days to put things right. Yeah, you've got, you've got to go away to a place that hardly <laughs> ever lose. Brutal. I think the thing for me is just the way the concerning thing is the way they lost their heads. Yeah, yeah they just it just was just so unsurries like, wouldn't it? They'll bounce yeah. back because like maybe not this yeah. weekend, but. They'll, they'll be, oh, they've they'll got far too much be, quality, haven't they? They'll still be up there coming it's the all end of the year. It's all, it's all concentration and emotion, isn't it? It's all yeah. it is. It's not physical. So you look at look what happened to you guys, Freddie, down at Chiefs the other week. I mean, shit. I mean, I was watching that thinking, this is there is only one way to talk about this on the TV. This yeah. is brutal. I mean, the scoreline, nothing like the game I watched. Banners came on and made a difference, to yeah, be fair. Did, but yeah. It's difficult to keep switched on when you're Chiefs and you've done 40 points and whatever. So... 
that was a that was you're like wow that was really that's first playing third you're like holy moly and then you see the Bath play against Toulon and you're like whoa same guys or largely the same guys different team completely yeah. different it's amazing that I'll, I'll just I know people talk about like the small percentages and just being a little bit off amazing and if you are yeah. just a little bit off you know yeah. we felt like going into the X game we had a really good week's training like we, yeah. the boys were on it and then suddenly they came out and like you say it was we got we got bitched for See, everyone used to say we've had a great week's training. Let's take it into the game. So if you win a game and you play train really well, it's like, see what happens when we've got a good week's training, and then you had a shit week and you win. It's like, boys, I used to think to myself, it doesn't matter how you train. So why not just do less, eat more, try and win? Do you know I wish like players and coaches would say at the start of season? I wish they'd say, we've had a bloody awful preseason. Yeah, we've all hated it. Yeah, everyone's I've never ever. Every see every team goes. Oh, I've had a great preseason. Boys looking good. Just yeah. want someone to say, "No, it's been crap." Yeah, no, it absolute is. crap. But it's uh, all good. Isn't it? Every preseason is good because you're playing no games, or the preseason games don't really count. Yeah. So you can lose three, and it's like, oh, yeah, we no, well, we've, learned, we've learned a lot. Like we're in a good place. But boys, what do you make of ever all of either Premiership teams losing the weekend in Champions Cup? Uh, well, it's what, all what about, make, about all, of the, all of the teams in the Pro Fourteen. Um, rest their first team the week before that's not my question <laughs> I know. Yeah. and they don't anyway not all of them um, oh and that's my front door hang on you guys talk about it Fred I'm just going to answer the door yeah crack on okay me. Fred no, take a break mate be quick what uh, yeah I don't know because yeah. you look at you look at some of the other teams like the Scarlet's had Treviso, uh, Benetton Treviso so not a great yeah um, not great but they're not a bad team but it's, it's not like playing a Claremont or a Toulon is it and Osprey's had a pretty average Northampton team. Yeah, it's um, it's a weird one, isn't it? Because you know, you probably if you were looking at the teams that sort of played away, you'd you probably expect the French teams or, or the you know the Aviva Premiership teams that are away to to lose that. Everyone yeah. talks in Europe about um, you know, winning your home games and trying to get something away. So, like um, like the Ulster, the Quinns Ulster game. How like I couldn't believe that went ahead. But that's the thing as well. Is there's that. It's how you, with the weather conditions, and you look at like Sarri's Claremont again, like on being played on a Monday. It's how you react to those. Now, if there's one team you think are going to fall short in the snow, it'd probably be Quinns because the way they play. Yeah, they want dry, dry pitch, tempo, nice tempo, tempo. Yeah. yeah. So for me, obviously, it's a poor result to lose at home. Whenever, you're, whenever you're at home, but you know, there's a lot of sort of mitigating factors to it with weather conditions, mm. kickoff times being changed and stuff. So. I wouldn't really read. If every team lost this weekend, then you'd probably start saying, exactly. yeah. like, there's an issue. As, soon as, as soon as all the teams from one competition or one country lose, you know, rugby is on the down and everyone's going to everyone's gonna die and it's, it's all over. It's mm. like, we'll just give it a week. Can we, can we all agree that La Rochelle's like our favourite second team? Yeah, they're the new Exeter. They're my European Exeter. Yeah. I mean, if you... Fair play to old Lammy. He's yeah. gone over to La Rochelle and he's landed... He deserves to. He's landed right on his feet. And I know he's not starting every game, that sort of stuff, but he is playing at one of the club that right now in this sort of millisecond looks like the best club to play for in Europe, isn't he? I can't remember who tweeted it, but someone tweeted there's a, a team photo and he's sat right in front of their coaches. I think it's uh, Goody tweeted it. So and there he is, teacher's pet. <laughs> <laughs> he was sat right in front of the coach, legs crossed for the team photo. If there's, one man, if there's one man who's going to thrive on a ham and cheese gum bleeder and a red wine, it's, it's Lammy. Yeah, it's true. Like, yes. literally, that's, that's him to... T- but it's good. No, I've, so we true. all know Lammy. He's a great bloke as well. So, yeah. just not, and that suits him, I think, having that license to go and play. I, you know, over here is quite tough sometimes because 
it's all structure, 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 whereas they seem to just lob it around. And how about that? What's their back rower? Bottier, is it? Bottier. Oh, my yeah. God. Plays 12 as well, mind. What a machine. Yeah, I've seen him play live a couple of times over there, and oh, my days. I thought he, sh- I thought he should be like an MMA or something, or yeah, I mean, something he, similar. He, he's one of those guys, like... He's, is he he's the old prison guard? Just quickly, is he the old... Don't know, really actually. a prison guard or something in, Fe- don't know. in Fiji or something? I might have made that up. He, he's like Steph Armitage, but really muscular, if you know what I mean. He's just like a barrel. He's like just got one of those... Whatever sport he did, if there was any physical contact in it, he would be dominant because he's got such an awkward shape to take care of when you pair it with his explosive power. Like, what a player. But yeah. I love players like that, see. He's got... He's got what his player. genetics are ridiculous, but he's yeah. also got the mental... Oh yeah, like he's got that bit of nasty in him. Like and you get, watch like, him play, and he goes and goes and goes. It's like Genji. Yeah. Like I love playing with Genji yeah, because yeah. he's a specimen of a bloke. He's yeah. ridiculously powerful, but he throws it about. Yeah. Like when he carries the ball, he don't want to go down. And Have you seen him in his um, in his uh, in his uh, hospital gowns? He's lost his head, hasn't he? <laughs> I love get. Like, I love Genji. I love being. I went to IB for him a couple of years ago, mate. That was uh, beef. Oh, yeah. Just him walking around Ocean Beach Club and a pair of budgie smugglers, mate. It was the best thing. <laughs> but he's in Nick, though. Flats oh, went last Nick. year with like family friends. Oh and yeah, stuff. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with the budgie smugglers, mate. Mental bloke. I look alright in a pair yeah, of he's budgies. A great, he's a great bloke, Genji. Yeah. Went for wine, didn't you? Wine and food. That's it. Any more? Uh, any more rugby? You want to talk about um, Shanks? We've talked about. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about IB for him. I know. I know. <laughs> I had a great time on IB. I'll tell you what. I've just booked. I've just booked flights for. Let me guess. A week to a week Let me to guess. Corfu with oh, Brownie. Oh. oh, what a bloke Brownie is! Yeah, Alex Brown, Gloucester. Just rugby. you two. Not the best bloke in his. Fa- not the best bloke. Not the best person in his. His missus is golden. Oh my god! Yeah, well, she, she's the one. Like, she's made woman. by the way, Shanks. Just hang on a minute. This is important. Okay. Right? Yeah, yeah, okay. So Brownie's wife, uh, Brownie is definitely the second best human being in that marriage. Hundred percent. And she's married him because he's tall and tanned, and he still works out, and because he's really organised. That's as far as, as far as I can see. That's how it's gone. But Chev's came round here the other day and she brought a Christmas present. This is so her. And it's called chocolate salami. And I'll show you some in a minute. I've got slices of it in there. It's like chocolate pistachio cherries with a little bit of amaretto. And it's into, you keep it in the fridge and you slice it like a salami, but it's chocolate. It's like it's long chocolate sauce. It's unbelievable. She's got some stories as well. Like, oh, she's, she's the best. Absolutely. No one likes so her. So she's just the best because she brought some chocolate round. No, she's the best before that. Yeah, okay. she's the best man. She's a champ. Brownie right. is brilliant as well, though. I, when I went to IB for him, and he, he actually had an itinerary. Oh, he loves it. <laughs> it was, honestly, but honestly, if, if there's anywhere you need an itinerary, that's it's pro- when you're absolutely yeah. steaming and you need to be told where you're going. And Brownie's on it, mate. He's, oh, he's like Shanks actually. Shanks like, but Brownie is like, he's hollow. Like he can just sink. Yeah, he can sink as much booze as Jason Leonard in a night out, and he's got a six pack and he's six seven. Yeah. So I mean I think oh I think he takes steroids. Um, that's not true, but let's. But anyway, book, booked a, just booked a week with him and uh, Andy Hazel, and I think James Forrester, and I think it's amazing because Hazy can't drink. So you've got no, Brownie who tipper. can drink, and you've got Hazy who literally yeah Hazy's a plant pot mate, just tips, just tips, yeah. just tips. Yeah, unbelievable. Um, anyway, anyway. Um, question here, right? Okay. I don't know this. Um, it's obviously not it's for you. Um, from Doctor KMT at Dr. County. What's the difference between a four-point um, cradles and a big egg cup style of kicking tees? Um, interesting. It's all, it's all preference, like, literally. Yeah. So, for me, if, if anyone is listening, like, when, when you're younger, so I used to kick off one of the telescopic ones. Yeah. But that was because... Um, like, rugby league started off. Yeah, then, didn't but just because... This is going back to being a teenager because at the time, you're not... You haven't got the strength in your legs. So if you go off with one of the small tees, 
obviously there's a lot more strain on the legs. Whereas you go on, on a on a taller tee, okay. you straight away should have a better trajectory of the ball or like get the ball off the ground. Do you know what I mean? So mm. I kicked like that for a bit, and then I got to sort of 16, 17, and and developed a little bit. And I was then the ball was just going up for me. So I then thought, right, if the ball's going on that real high loopy trajectory, if I can go onto a small tee and have it a more direct, a bit more distance. if I could take that to that, I know no one can see because I'm talking. But you take a height, if you, if you, yeah, yeah, less height, more distance. Listeners, yeah, same power. Yeah, listeners. If you can go that. rather on like, yeah. a, if you can go on like, a, what's that? What's what degree is that? Forty-five. Forty-five. Yeah. If you can go on like a forty-five, like track and field when you're doing the yeah. javelin. Yeah. So if you want to go more on that 45 than just like a... 25. A, on a 25. A loop, yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. Something like whatever. But basically, yeah. So there's no real difference for me. It's just personal preference. I still find it funny that a lot of Frenchies kick off like cones that you mark out Amazing. fields with. Yeah, those, great, little, those little plastic ones that you try and throw like a frisbee and turn the wrong way around. Yeah, that's great, isn't it? Yeah. It is, so I made my European debut for Gloucester against Biritz, right? Yeah. Uh, with Jake Bohr. What a legend. What a legend. Anyway, we scored in the corner. Waterboys ran on. He goes, Fred, where's your tee? I said, it was on the touchline. Oh, no, it's not there anymore. So I had to, first kick in Europe, I had to dig the ball into the ground. Old Did you? Kick it, missed it, right? <laughs> Next, you know, Birrit scored. Yash Philly goes to, he's got my tee. <laughs> so the oh. waterboys, I said, oh, he, he's got my tee, mate, like that. <laughs> so we had to go and get it. So we scored again. I took a kick off the tee. Missed so it. But done Yashboy, yeah, still, it was off a tee. So, oh, yeah. just me, Yashboy. I'll never forget that. I was uh, like, so, you reckon they, they've nicked it, or it's just got mixed up? Hopefully, they've yeah, nicked it. Yeah, hopefully, it's just got mixed up. But yeah, they nicked it. It worked yeah. for him better than it worked <laughs> for me anyway. It. Oh, brilliant! I love the fact he's just happy to use any old tee that's yeah. lying around, even if it's what not. What a player he was! Like, yeah, the best. Um, he's got a caravan parking beer. It's Alex Godfrey wants to know if you could take one part of your brother's game to improve your own. What would it be? None of it, because don't need to. Yeah. Um, this could be the last question, I think, okay, because we on, need. Yeah. No, no, you've no, you've got them. Oh, all right. I haven't got them because I'm. Look at me. I'm just. I'm sitting. You're doing it. Okay. Um, I've got a new phone, like about three weeks or four weeks ago, and I still haven't. iPhone ten is it? Uh, is ten or eight? No, I went eight S. Eight. I went eight. Oh, okay. Eight plus actually. But I haven't put the Flats and Shanks Twitter account on my phone because I don't know the password. And oh, I followed you yesterday, me. actually. Did you? Yeah, I didn't realize I didn't follow you. Oh, no, no. Well, you do. That's sort of thing. Much. I thought. But I can't, so I haven't got any of the questions. On okay, there's there's one here. Um, what's your, do you have a Johnny May story? Someone wants to know. I'm scrolling through now. Uh, does, Johnny everyone, May does everyone wants, have a Johnny May story? Genuinely, once Johnny May thought he was possessed by a chicken. So he used to <laughs> cluck like a chicken. Literally, you'd be in a team meet and they'd be talking. Like, literally, that's what he'd do, right? No. All right. All right. All right. All right. But he's for real. It gets better. It gets better. At the house he lived at with Trinder and, uh, and uh, Sean Knight, they had like a, like a, a dog cage thing and Johnny was the chicken and they caught the chicken and put it in the cage and that's Johnny May naked <laughs> did you think that he's, he's naked in the cage clucking <laughs> I just had the picture on my phone honestly Johnny May is just oh please well, find that he, picture he's, <laughs> the thing is he is He's like a social. He's so funny, but he's, I'll give him his due. He's like super professional. Yeah, like he'll like he like stretches for like an hour before he goes to bed. Stuff like really. He's like, he's, he's, a, so he's put on Strava. He, he plays a bit before, <laughs> but <laughs> honestly though, mate, when he used to just just out of nowhere, <laughs> <laughs> and they put him in a cage. Oh, yeah, um, he was, uh, that's from I Andy Avenel on Twitter. I think I think that's a good good place to end it. Shane. I think yeah, I've lost perfect. a lot of friends um, with some stories here. Yeah, stop it, mate. Be right. Um, if they, you know. 
if they don't like being slagged off in public, they weren't your real friends anyway. Yeah, no, exactly remember that. True. Uh, Freddie, thanks for coming, mate. No worries, mate. We appreciate that. And um, to all of our, both of our listeners, um, have a lovely week and see you early next Sunday night, Monday. Yeah. All right. Cheers, Fred. Ta ra. Cheers, mate. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.